Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 209. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and we are going to have a whole lot of fun on the show today with Erica Duran. Erica, welcome to the show. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. You got it. So just to share a little bit with you guys listening about Erica, she is a business coach and freedom-based luxury lifestyle designer. She gives expert guidance, support, and accountability to service-based entrepreneurs to build businesses so they can work from anywhere and earn a consistent 5 to 20 k per month, setting up their structures so they have the freedom to work just about three days per week. Erica travels full-time living at luxury resorts that sponsor her podcast and web TV show. And for more information and to book your complimentary Aloha strategy session, visit ericaduran.co. Erica, welcome to the show. Hi, it's great to meet you and uh, be on the show today. Yeah, excited to have you here. So as you know, we have tons of entrepreneurs who uh, listen in to Unstoppable Success Radio, so I'm sure you're just going to have um, a ton of brilliance to share with them. Um, But I want to start off, I have some questions for you, Erica. So I am fascinated, (laughs) fascinated um, by how you are traveling around the world and doing your podcast and web TV show and getting these sponsors. Tell me a little bit more about that. I am so intrigued. Yeah, it just organically kind of happened. It, it's pretty magical if you look back on it. But my favorite resort in the world just randomly started following me on Twitter uh, about a year and a half ago. And I started communicating with them. And I had procrastinated on starting a podcast for quite a while. But when I all in an instance, I just got this idea. What if I launched from that resort? It's the Hilton Waikoloa and in Hawaii. And I, it was, it just all came together in a flash. Uh, and so I wrote them this really heartfelt, uh, letter full of personality and everything. And, uh, they said yes, which was totally amazing. Cause I wasn't in the best spot at that point. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And so how many different, are you working with like all different resorts as you travel around now? Or like, how are you, how, what, what's your process look like today? Because I'm sure it's evolved and changed so much. It's changed a little bit right now. My team contacts about 10 resorts per week, uh, because we get a lot of no's too. And, uh, we, uh, you know, just do the same process, basically writing the letter and uh, telling them what we can offer with our shows and the kind of exposure we can get them. And, uh, you know, they're strategic. So I tend to go stay in beachy type places like the Caribbean and Hawaii yeah. and, or, or, and Orange County. So it is strategic in that way. But if a resort randomly contacts me on Twitter uh, in another place that I would like to go, well, we would definitely start uh, talking to them. Beautiful. I love it. So what, tell me a little bit about like kind of the backstory for you in terms of your love for travel and, you know, vacationing and like how these two things like became kind of the focal point of of your business now and how you help entrepreneurs. 
Yeah. Well, way, way back my when I was a little girl, my mom was a travel agent and she used to take me on all her familiarization tours with her. And I just love the resorts, but not just because they're beautiful and luxurious, but I'm a minimalist too. So they there was just absolutely no clutter at the hotels. And, you know, think about it when you travel, you take only what you need. So that's kind of the start of everything. And I didn't realize it for like 30 years, but that is the start of how it all happened. And uh, I even went to hotel restaurant management school for college and worked in the hotel industry for 15 years before becoming an entrepreneur. Interesting. Okay, great. So now how frequently are you traveling? Are you traveling all the time or like how long are you staying at each resort? Like talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I don't have a base right now, but I, 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 hesitate calling it traveling. It's more like moving quickly. So I move yeah. about, I move about every three to six months. It's not, I wouldn't say it's like jet set traveling all over the place, but cause I do focus a lot on my business and it's a, you know, if you can imagine, it's a huge distraction, the logistics of everything. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, so yeah, so I wouldn't say I'm a, a complete digital nomad in that respect, but I, I do move a lot. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And then so basically you're filming your web TV show from on-site at these resorts and people are getting to tune in and you're kind of showcasing the resort, obviously, and that's, you know, giving them kind of some some uh, publicity and, and media attention. Like tell me more about kind of how you sell what's in it for the resort. Yeah, it's the uh, the co-branding with them. So being a co-branded with the luxury brand and then uh, a lot of social media mentions, a lot of, you know, tweets and hashtags and everything on all my social media. So it's not just the episode going live. It's forever, like every 30 days the episodes getting launched out on social media platforms again with all the right uh, tagging and hashtags and things like that. Uh, and um, I'm sorry, I just no, blanked out. No, that's okay. No, this is awesome. I'm just so, I'm so fascinated. And why I'm asking all these questions is one, because I'm curious and I'm just fascinated by what you're doing. I think it's awesome. But two, because I think that as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get stuck in our own box and I'm trying to open up everybody's mindset in terms of thinking more strategically and in a more innovative way about how they can merge their, their business and their life goals. And if you want to go to a certain place and you want to visit a certain place, you know, how can you um, set up a partnership or relationship in which you can kind of do work on site and and or, you know, as you're doing, get that trip sponsored, you know, kind of thinking mm -hmm. about how people can um, leverage where they want to go and what they want to do and, and kind of mix the, the business and the fun um, to, to make it all, you know, work together. Right. And I, at the time I started this idea, I didn't have the money to live in five-star luxury, but I wanted to, and I was not being patient about it. So I was thinking, well, how can I? So I think that's a good takeaway for your listeners is even if you think something's not possible or quite right, start asking better questions and opening up your mindset and thinking, how can I? And I think why I got a little you know, blanked out there is because it, it is such a tiny part of my business. It's, uh, the web TV show and the podcast is a very small part of my business. So that's, 
what threw, maybe threw me off just a little bit there. Yeah, no, no problem. So talk to us a little bit about what kind of the bigger picture of your business is and, and where your main focal point is today. Yeah, it's helping uh, entrepreneurs kind of get out of the shoulds and the get just getting them awake to what's possible and helping them build a business where they can work from anywhere. Now, granted, probably about 90% of my clients don't have a desire to travel, but they do have a desire to work on, on their own time, on their own location, uh, with stay home with their kids or whatnot. So it's just the freedom in that. It's not necessarily traveling because it's not a lifestyle that everyone wants. Yeah. But uh, yeah, helping them, bringing their personality into their brand and making their business really fun. I think my, my key with people is when we get to the th- it's pretty messy the first three weeks. And then we get to the point where it's like, they say, can I, can I do this? Can I really do Mm -hmm, this as a mm -hmm. business? And they're so excited because they don't even think it's possible or real. And then they're like, this can, I can really do this. So that's my, that's the key phrase I know when we're on the right track. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. That's awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about kind of what you see as being the the key core elements in kind of building that business around that three-day work week and really being able to leverage your time and and what some of the core things that you teach your clients are in in that realm of thinking. Sure. Well, Long, this a little bit of a long story. I was a professional organizer. That was my first entrepreneurial venture um, in person, organizing homes and offices. But then I wanted to take my business online. So I said, well, the, how am I going to translate this? Uh, and I started teaching time management and productivity to entrepreneurs. And that morphed into business coaching. So it people were coming to me, not just how do I save time, but how do I not how do I market well and not spend all day on Facebook and things like that? Uh, so it was crossing the roads of business coaching in a lot of ways with a lot of their marketing activities taking up their whole day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the three day work week is, I mean, first I would say, uh, really think about what you want your life to look like and, des- and then design your business to fit into it. Don't do it the other way around because mm-hmm. then you'll, you're just going to end up with a bad job again, yes, <laughs> give yourself yes. a bad job. So, and I've done that plenty of times. I, I struggled with that for almost 10 years. So I, I know what to look for in those respects. And you also want to not set yourself your business up to have a bunch of mini bosses. Uh, you know, you, you want to set boundaries and, and guidelines for all your clients. If you work, I mostly work with service-based entrepreneurs. Uh, you want to set those boundaries and guidelines up in the beginning. So then when you do get fully booked, you're not frazzled and stressed out and overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. You know, no, that's, that's great. So what are some of the biggest um, time-saving strategies or productivity strategies that you have found to, to be applicable for the vast majority of your clients? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I could say it on, on the air, but 17 hats has been just an incredible time saver, life saver. I save about eight hours per client uh, just with the onboarding process, the accounting processes, uh, their contracts are signed. Everything's just so seamless when someone enrolls. Uh, it's just a really beautiful thing. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of people maybe haven't heard of that tool, but I was able to get rid of probably six or seven other tools and get when I got this one. So that is a huge thing. And there's other systems out there, but that's one that 
I've tried them all basically. And that's one that's really streamlined everything for me. Oh, good. Uh, well, I know yeah. that. Sorry, I didn't mean to um, cut no, you off. No, no. So people on this show love productivity tools. They love resources okay. <laughs> that are going to save them time. So let's actually dig into that for a couple minutes because we haven't had another guest specifically refer to 17 Hats as like a key resource of theirs before. So I would love if you would share how you're using it, how you're getting clients using it, and, and how it's made a difference for you and your business because there's probably a lot of people listening that could benefit from that. Sure. Well, all my intake forms are through 17 hats. So you get the snippet of code and put it on your website. So my Aloha session, my contact form, my VIP day, all my intake forms are through there. And then it automatically goes into our CRM system. So you're not double entering anything. Uh, then from there it does autoresponder emails. Now it's not a, it's not an email system like Infusionsoft or MailChimp or Mad Mimi. It doesn't do that yet. It's probably going to in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does do the automated emails to uh, their enrollment packets, their contracts, their quotes, everything like that. And they can just sign everything electronically. All the bookkeeping is attached, all the automatic invoicing. But it really keeps you on top of your leads because of the reminders it has and just the whole way it's put together. And it's really clean and minimalist. So I like that uh, workspace. Uh, I did have Infusionsoft before and, and I loved it, but it just didn't have the same feel. Like my business isn't that complicated to, right, right. it's like really overkill for, for me. And I don't, I, I mean, that's my, my choice and my desires to have simplicity. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've had a lot of guests recently that have, um, shared that. I know that's personally something that, that I'm focused on as well is, is simplifying and really keeping it clean. I think, especially with all the noise and all the overstimulation of everything that's kind of coming at you every day, that one of the keys to growth is that minimalist, simplistic kind of focus on, on getting things back to the basics in terms of what works and what doesn't, what's necessary and what's not. Um, what are some of the tips or strategies that you would give people that are listening today that really feel like they're like hearing this and saying, oh my God, like I'm a mess, I'm, I'm cluttered, <laughs> I'm disorganized, um, I feel like I'm running in a million different directions. Like what are some recommendations you would give them as far as like start here, you know, focus on this, that kind of thing? Yeah, I would get, I coach a little bit differently. So if they're not currently making, it depends on where you live, but three to 5,000 a month consistently with their business, that's where we start. We don't mess with logos. We don't mess with websites or anything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't mess with any of that till they get consistent income. And then you could start investing in these tools and outsourcing and not spending your whole life learning about Facebook ads, but hiring a you know, a team to do that for you. It's, mm-hmm. it's just great, crazy how we do try to do everything on our own. So that's the main point is it's probably not as specific, but it's like, you got to get to the, that consistent income as quick as possible yeah. to really make this work. in my opinion, and not struggle for five, 10 years being overwhelmed all the time. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. It's, it is made to seem as if, you need to do many things in your business to be successful that you don't. And I think for a new entrepreneur, what I find a lot with my clients is there's almost like confusion 
there's confusion around what's necessary and what's not and what's going to actually get you from where you are to where you want to be versus just kind of be more of a distraction along the way. So um, I I think that's, I I love what you said. It's like, put all that stuff aside, focus on getting (laughs) your income up. And that's, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And that's, that's exactly what I think people need to be doing. Now, I know for me, I love to see people really focus on driving people to free consultations and really connecting like with human beings. And I, and I always say like, you know, conversations equal cash, like get on the phone with someone, talk to a prospect, make an offer. You know, that's, you know, one of the fastest, easiest ways to close a client. What are some of the, the things that you encourage people to do like immediately? If, if you see that they're like stuck at an income plateau and you're like, what, you know, what triggers are you going to focus on to, to close those next five, you know, new clients, say in the next 30 days or whatever the case? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, one is that decision. Are are you out there to be internet famous or do you want to make money? So there, those two things intertwine. But if you, in the beginning, you have to make that decision. If you have all the time in the world to want to blog and do all these things, then sure, go the internet famous route. But if you need to pay your rent, then kind of, like you said, I say that all the time. It's funny. We have so much in common. I say that all the time. You have to talk to humans. Humans are the ones going to hire you. You have to talk to humans and you have to have conversations and you can't keep courting them on Facebook for three months. You have to private message them and make an offer. Yes. Yes. Engage. Um, that is, that is huge. That'll turn your business around in three days. I swear. Um, just getting engaged with humans, humans are going to hire you. And also I agree as well, getting them on the free calls or some sort of free call. Cause if you think about it, most of the service-based entrepreneurs, the only way you're going to sell anything is getting on that call. And so it makes it easy. Cause that's all you have to focus on mm. is getting these calls. I mean, who cares what the outcome is? Don't be attached to the outcome, but you have to get on these calls. Most service-based entrepreneurs, let's be honest. Phone conversation with you. It's just I mean, when you're when you're big enough, yes, maybe, or if you have some info product, maybe. But if you want the five thousand to twenty thousand dollar packages, you're probably going to have to get on the phone with someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I I love that. I couldn't agree more. And I think it goes back to that minimalist, simplistic. You know, what do you need to do in order to break through the income plateau that you're at? talk to more people, have more strategy sessions or consults or assessments or whatever you call it in your business, right? <laughs> and, and you know, make offers. And I, I think that sometimes with all the marketing spin out there and um, all of the, the development of internet marketing and all of that, we've almost – for newer entrepreneurs, I think that, or even some experienced ones that maybe in the past relied very heavily on referrals or, you know, we're more used to walk in traffic or people finding you online that now need to shift into proactive marketing. Um, I think there's almost confusion because we've, we've taken people from A to Z just to get from A to B when you can just you can just comment and answer people's questions and engage with them and then invite them to talk to you and get the same result as bringing them through a 12 month, you know, process of all these different steps that people think they have to take people through, you know? Right. And I don't I think people are afraid because I mean, I guess they're still afraid of the phone and the internet or something or feeling pushy when you're reaching out to someone, but if you can genuinely help them. I I don't think it's pushy. I mean, so many people have thanked me. Thank you for contacting me on Facebook. I was so struggling with 
so-and-so and um, my life's completely changed now because it's just a whole different perspective that that's what they just need a little shift in perspective just changes everything Mm -hmm. sometimes and you can just say one thing on a client session like okay all you have to focus on is getting your free sessions like don't worry about any of this other other junk really definitely so erica we talked a lot about the newer entrepreneurs but we also have many advanced entrepreneurs listening that have been in business for five years they're in the six-figure you know realm already they're successful but they're you know over busy and they're they're you know they're stuck at a plateau also they also want to break through to that next level maybe make it to the million dollar mark what are some of the things that you recommend for some of your more advanced clients that do have that foundation? They're making, you know, 15K a month already, but they want to push to 25 or 30 or whatever the case. Like, what what are some of the trigger points for them? Yeah, usually what I see is they've done a lot of work to get to that point and they need to stop and take a moment and reassess their lifestyle and what their real true core desires are and just take if they could take a week or two off even uh, to just reassess that so they they don't get in that same mentality or that same rat race as they were in a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, entrepreneurs can do that too because we're we kind of do it's a different client but same thing every day sometimes for us. Mm-hmm. So really really taking that break that step back and re- Assessing everything you're doing. Since I was a professional organizer, I use this analogy a lot when I get the more seasoned entrepreneurs coming through my doors. I am like, look, you know, when you clean out your closet, you take every single thing out and you look at it and you make sure it's still good and fits and it's right for you. So we're going to do that to your business. We're going to look at every single piece and make sure it's still a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. And then we're only going to put back in the things that are that are correct. And then, you know, letting, letting them dream again. Cause once they, they've been working so hard to get to that six, six figure mark there, they might've lost the, the dreaming part again, that got them excited in the beginning. So I would like to add a lot more lifestyle elements to their business or their brand to make their work more fun. I mean, I've, dachshunds and palm trees on my website it's pretty fun yeah yeah no absolutely (laughs) so what are some of the things that you um encourage people to bring into their business to up level the the look the feel or the way they're doing business to really become more of a luxury brand because i know that's part of kind of your messaging and your style and everything that you're you know promoting with your business as well yeah, it's not necessarily a luxury brand, but just bringing more of them in there to make their competition irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if they want to be in a ball gown barefoot in the forest, that's great. Or if they want to be in in a, you know, fancy cruise ship, that's great, too. Um, not So not necessarily luxury, but a, a lot of things people could think about is to get their brand essence is what did they do as a child? What did they enjoy as a child? Or I, I love this question. If you had, if you live with other people and you have the house to yourself for a week, what would you do with that week? Mm-hmm. Cause that really, it's really, really hard when you live with other people to kind of be yourself sometimes. So just asking questions like that, what do you do on the weekend uh, that is really exciting to you and bring some of those elements to your brand, not just to have more fun with your brand, but also to stand out from your competition. Right. 
Right. So what would you say have been some of the biggest learnings for you? You know, I always like to have people kind of take a look back on their journey and, and share things that they've learned that they would want to pass along to their, their earlier, <laughs> younger selves if they could have. What, what would that be for you, Erica? Yeah, I I really did struggle for years, kind of a little bit of a know-it-all attitude that because I studied it so much. I studied entrepreneurship so not, so much and internet marketing so much. So a little bit of a know-it-all and I didn't sign up for coaching for right away. And that is really the pinpoint that just changed everything for me that just really brought thing is making decisions uh, for your lifestyle and and how you really want to live it. So for years, I I wanted to be location independent and I, I took all the risk of starting a business, but I didn't really go after my true desire to be time and location independent. I ended up in a local professional organizing business that where you have to be there with people. Right. So I did that for years and was not very, I mean, I was good at it. I loved organizing, but I wasn't wasn't like now it's just so exciting now <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no definitely great great advice there what are some of the things that you're most excited about that you're working on right now or that you have laid out in the coming months for your business Erica yeah I just launched my first major group program that has a membership site and everything along all the bells and whistles with it I had a group programs before but never like this one Mm -hmm. so it's a huge group program with mastermind with retreats and everything so it's quite a undertaking because I've done one-to-one for so long Uh so it's big learning curve for me I feel like a freshman again (laughs) and uh, building all these things and uh, just getting my systems a little bit more in place because I'll do a a big leap and then all the systems I have before have to be reassessed and redone. And it's, it's surprising to me because I thought I was pretty good at the foresight and, 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 but, but you never are. And and you always need to, to be tweaking your systems. Yeah, no, so true. I feel like every time you add members to the team or you expand what you're doing, or you add a new element to the business, you have to kind of revisit all of those things. But I always find that kind of taking that step back allows you to make that next big leap forward. Um, and, and it's really, truly helpful in terms of, you know, making it to the next level with the business. I I totally uh, agree. I had this big leap in February and I redid all my systems. And then another, this next one that was in July, uh, it was seamless. There was not any stress or overwhelm or anything. It was, it just all fell into place. That's awesome. That's such a good feeling. So um, Erica, what are um, some things that you would want to share that listeners can get their hands on if they want to learn more about you or maybe learn from you? Where would you send them to? Yeah, my entire online hub is at ericaduran.co, and there's a free webinar on there. There's a free uh, guide for service-based entrepreneurs called 10 Secrets to Snagging High-Paying Clients, so they're welcome to download that for themselves, and there's a lot of content on there, radio, video, blog, everything. All right, awesome. So ericaduran.co. Right. Perfect. All right. Well, Erica, thank you so much for being such a great guest today and for everything that you shared. I think that people will definitely get a lot of value out of today's interview. Any um, final note that you want to leave the listeners with before we wrap up? 
Uh, just I always say this at the end of the show. Sometimes I just really want people to wake up and evaluate their lifestyle and and go after for what they want because it's a total cliche but life is so short Mm -hmm. and if they could just wake up out of that driving around and dropping off kids and tv at night and just that whole routine and uh and kind of go after what they really want love it absolutely perfect note to end on erica thank you so much Thank you. It was great conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And for all our listeners, thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Unstoppable Success Radio. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.